Hello, everybody. Glad to be talking with you today. I am your host, Josh Peck. Today, we're going to be talking about something extremely important. The more time goes by, the more we're hearing about official disclosure, aliens and UFOs. We're hearing about it on the news now. Even the government has been pretty forthright, surprisingly, about their involvement in research having to do with these things. Now, this is a Christian show, typically for a Christian audience. If you're not a Christian, we're glad to have you here. I think that you can still learn something from this. Uh, and, you know, we would encourage you to uh, think about starting a relationship with Jesus Christ, especially because time is short and we're all going to die someday. So we may as well try to take care of that now while we still can before it's too late. Um, there are no do-overs. There are no second chances. So it's now or never. But for us Christians, this question about aliens, UFOs, and especially things with the government, uh, government involvement in these things, it's really important because the world, whether they love us or hate us, the world is going to look to us for an answer. Well, what do you have to say about this, Christian? The government has said that they have recovered off-world materials. What do you have to say about that? How does that affect your faith? How does that affect your understanding of the Bible? What does Jesus say about that? And we're going to be expected to offer some kind of answer for that. Uh, we've talked a little bit about this in previous uh, videos uh, throughout the years. I've, uh, me and my good friend Derek Gilbert, uh, we wrote we, we wrote a book called The Day the Earth Stands Still that covered this whole topic. But it's becoming more and more prevalent. That book really was in many ways before its time. One of the biggest ways was in the last chapter of the book, we laid out uh, a prediction and we, we kind of took a big chance, but uh, the book was released just a couple months before this happened, but we predicted in the book that we would soon see some kind of major UFO type of event that would, it would be something so drastic and so big that it would cause everybody, uh, just generally everybody around the country or the world to start thinking about UFOs. UFOs and aliens again. Uh, and at this, we also predicted that at that same time, somewhere around that same time, that we would also see major, major news, uh, world history, historical breaking news with Israel. And then what happened? Uh, about a month, maybe a couple months after the book was published, that was when uh, President Trump at the time declared that the embassy in Israel would be moved to Jerusalem, which was a huge deal. He, he claimed that uh, he also stated that Jerusalem was the capital of Israel, uh, but he backed it up with the move of the embassy. Huge news uh, all over the world, but also at that same time, I think it was only about six days apart, at that same time, um, the news broke about Pentagon, the Pentagon's involvement with UFOs, UFO research, and that, that Tic Tac UFO footage came out. Uh, and that made world-breaking news. Everybody started talking about aliens again because for the first time in history, we actually had official disclosure from the government. And since that time, we keep getting official disclosure. We keep getting more and more news. Why, why are they doing that? Why aren't they keeping it secret anymore? I think part of it is because they learned no one freaked out. You know, there, there wasn't mass hysteria about it. Actually, no one really seemed to care, strangely enough. So now they're more emboldened. Plus, they also have other governments that they have to compete with. Other governments have been releasing things for a long time, and the American government knows that they got to get ahead of that. It's only a matter of time before Mexico or Russia or, you know, any of these other countries will be the first to actually release uh, official proof of life on other planets. And it, so in many ways, there's a race going on right now for that. 
And America wants to do it, I believe. The American government wants to do it in a way where they're not going to be held accountable. Uh, you know, they, they had to wait a long time, you know, de- decades since things like Roswell and other, other stories like that. They had to wait a long time, uh, for a new generation who's more apathetic about these types of issues and just frankly doesn't care that much. Uh, and that, that's where we're at now. So, um, I put together a whole film based on that. Uh, it's called What Comes Next. It's only available at dailyrenegade.com and it's only available for paying members only. You got to be a monthly or a yearly member. Uh, some of the reason for that, the main reason for that is censorship. You, you know, I have a movie on Amazon called Silent Cry, The Darker Side of Trafficking, which is all about uh, the the occult ties to uh, child sex trafficking. Amazon accepted that movie just fine without any problems. But for some reason, with what comes next, they outright denied it. They didn't give us a reason, and they said we don't have any opportunity to resubmit it. So we're looking for other avenues to to get this out to people. Uh, it's not something that we can just put out for free because, again, the 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 censorship issues. Uh, when we try to do things like that on YouTube, for example, YouTube deletes it. Yes, there are other platforms such as Rumble, but they're very small and they're not going to get out to as many people as as uh, would be desired. So. We right for right now, the only way to get this film is to become a member at dailyrenegade.com. This is a truly historic moment. It will be known as the Abraham Accord. Ever since the news broke of the peace agreement between Israel and the United Arab Emirates, many Christians have been wondering what it all means. Is it significant? Is it momentous and historic? Or could it even be prophetic? Most importantly, after this, what comes next? Everybody said this would be impossible. In the future, we are looking for other avenues to provide uh, rentals, but we don't know if or when we're going to be able to do that. But I would highly suggest you go to dailyrenegade.com right now, get a membership, and watch that film because it's really important to know what is going on with this current presidency, this current administration, and how it's going to be much different than what we were used to with the uh, the previous administration in regards to uh, UFOs, Pentagon involvement, all that stuff. We also have uh, in the film... We we have a Pentagon insider, uh, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis. He's in it. Uh, Derek Gilbert, of course, is in it. I'm in it. Uh, Pastor Steve uh, Ciccolani, because he's a prophecy expert, and a lot of this is prophetic. He's in it. My wife is in it. She she actually had a dream slash vision years ago, n- about nine years before all of this happened, uh, that that showed not only what was about to take place, what already did with uh, official disclosure, but what's still coming. And I. I think that's something that we really need to pay attention to. So for all those reasons, please head on over to dailyrenegade.com. Check out the film, What Comes Next? It's narrated by Zachary Lautitas. Uh, you might remember, he's an actor. You might remember him from shows such as uh, Prison Break. He's been in a couple of movies. 
But he has been doing his own research in this. He has a unique perspective being in Hollywood. And uh, he, he, he actually reached out to me when he got a hold of uh, me and Derek's book. Uh, had an impact on him, which, was, which is great. So he's been doing his own research in this. We've stayed in contact, and we're going to bring him on this show as soon as possible. He's been in contact with people like Terry Mansfield, uh, has done personal interviews with her, which if you got our book, then you'll know who that is. She came up uh, frequently in the WikiLeaks emails in connection with with John Podesta, uh, Edgar Mitchell, and the whole alien topic, you know, which by and large was ignored when the whole WikiLeaks stuff broke, but we uh, include it heavily in our book, The Day the Earth Stands Still. If you want the book, go to skywatchtvstore.com. You can pick it up there. So part of what we dealt with, because uh, in the book, we, we kind of speculated some different ways that official disclosure could happen. And in reality, it's going to keep happening with basically all of these areas. So one thing that's not commonly talked about is signals from space. What if we get an alien signal that's intelligent? How is the world going to respond to that, and how should we as Christians respond to that? Well, the answer with we, we as Christians, we need to realize that first, um, evidence of extraterrestrial life does not conflict with the Bible. The Bible is, is pretty silent on the issue. It doesn't support it, but it doesn't deny it either. So we need to keep that in mind first. Um, but there, there are other things to, to, to consider. Uh, and, th and this is why on... Um, and some of my shows and things, I've been talking more about this topic lately. It's going to keep coming up in the news, and we as Christians need to know how to talk about it. We need to know what, what position we have, and I'm telling you from personal experience, it is not good enough, it is not adequate enough to just say it's all demons. Even if that's what you believe, that's fine, but you need to be able to support that. You need to be able to explain why is it all demons? Why is that the most likely answer? And if you say something like, well, the Bible says so, okay, you might believe that and that's fine, but you're not going to change anybody's mind with that. Uh, and so if you want to be a witness to the world, if you want to be a light to the world, you need to know how to talk to people and how to give reasons. And I, I tell you from personal experience, because when I was younger, I was told all this alien stuff is just demons. Well, how do we know it's demons? Well, you got to take it on faith, Josh. The Bible says so. Uh, that was not adequate for me. And I was raised a Christian. And it wasn't adequate. I fell away for, I, I stopped going to church. I got into new, new age stuff. Uh, and because new age people were willing to talk about aliens, they were willing to provide answers, even though they were, you know, I didn't realize it at the time because I had no discernment, but you know, later on I found out their answers are pretty loose and they don't make a lot of sense, but at least they were answers. And the, whenever somebody gets an answer, that first answer is going to seem, seem right. The first answer somebody gets on a question seems right until it's challenged. So we need to be the ones to come and challenge that first answer that people are receiving. That first answer that says that it's some weird new age thing or uh, it, it, it is aliens and the government knows what they're doing or, or whatever. Uh, any answer that doesn't include uh, the, the gospel or the Christian message. Because if the gospel is correct and if this phenomena is real, if, if, if these phenomena are real, then there should be a connection and we as Christians should be able to explain it. And I believe that we do have answers available to us. So that's why I've been talking about this more. It's important uh, for us, even just in terms of discipleship, to know uh, how to talk about this, how to answer. If we're witnessing to somebody um, or if there's a, a weaker brother or sister and they're asking questions uh, about, about this, we need to know how to talk to them so they don't lose their faith or uh, in the case if they're not a Christian yet so that they can start a relationship 
relationship with Jesus and know that it's okay for them to have these questions, that it doesn't conflict with the Bible at all. They don't have to pick one or the other. Now, there are certain aspects, of course, which we've talked about before, that they would have to give up if they believe in them. For example, if they want to be a Christian, it's not consistent to also believe that aliens created humanity. That does conflict with the Bible because the Bible does actually tell us how God himself created man from the dust of the earth. No aliens involved. Uh, so those are the kinds of things that we need to talk about and uh, we need to figure out as Christians how we're going to provide an answer for these things. So that's the purpose of this video uh, and let's get into it. With this one, I want to talk specifically about uh, signals from outer space, intelligent signals. We, I want to look at some past events. Uh, some things that are commonly claimed today that they were intelligent signals. And then I want to talk about how we should handle these. And, and I'm hoping in the, in this video, you'll learn how to examine these claims when they come up, because a lot of claims come up and they're not always true. So we need to know how to examine the claims, see if they are true. If they are true, we shouldn't be threatened by that. We just need to understand how that works with, uh, with our Christian worldview, with the, with the biblical worldview. Uh, but we also, if, if they're, if they're not true, then we need to be able to provide an answer why. We need to know why it's not true, how it's not true, how can we prove that it's not true. So uh, I wanted to talk about alien signals specifically in this video. Now on the surface, um, legitimate scientific research into outer space would seem uh, to be void of any supernatural or spirituality, any supernaturalism. Uh, but as I talk about in uh, my book, The Day the Earth Stands Still, it, it is difficult, if not impossible, to separate these two things, um, to separate scientific research or worldviews from supernaturalism or, or spirituality. It's, it's impossible to separate those two. We tend to see two sides in modern research. We either see cold, hard science on one side and metaphysical, mystical understandings on the other side. And rarely do we see represented a truth that's found somewhere in the middle. You know, truth that is not materialistic and not mystic, but somewhere in between. Because both things are real. There is a supernatural reality. There is a materialistic reality. Both things are true. So it's rare to find something uh, that actually takes the scope of both of those sides of that same coin. Now, 20th and 21st century researchers are not the first to look to the stars and wonder what is truly out there. You know, those living in uh, the ancient world had the same question. And in truth, they had a lot more time and interest at their disposal to think about this research and come up with uh, philosophical answers. Now, after all, ancient theologians and astronomers, they weren't concerned with getting more likes on Facebook or crafting the perfect response to a mean comment on their YouTube video. Uh, no, our our forefathers had the focus to actually ponder these questions more deeply than really any of us do today. Now, what the people of the ancient world lacked, however, was scientific understanding, innovation, and invention. They had more time, yet they had fewer tools with which to find the answers to their questions. Today, we have more tools at our disposal, yet less interest on a worldwide scale. And that's that's part of the reason why when official disclosure did happen uh, a few years ago, there was, it, it, there was crickets. Basically, there was very little interest in it. Fewer people are looking to the stars, fewer questions are being asked, and fewer potential discoveries are being made because of that. Now, sure, we have made great strides and have made many new discoveries in the past, say, 100 years, far more than the thousands of years that came before. 
Yet, what about the potential discoveries? What what about what about what we could do if more people were actually interested? We live on a planet with more than seven billion people. Uh, more people at one time than during any other time in history. However, it seems that a smaller percentage of the population is interested in what our predecessors actually held sacred. Imagine if we hadn't separated science from spirituality. Imagine if that separation didn't exist. If, if because that separation is superficial. It's made up. It, it's not really there. But we, as human beings, created it. We contrived it. Imagine if we never did that. Imagine if we never tried to separate science from spirituality. Imagine if science actually does go uh, hand in hand with the supernatural and that if, if we don't acknowledge both, that we're actually missing half of the answer. So even from a truly biblical context, imagine if science and theology, both taken in their proper context, can give us a richer view of the cosmos and beyond. Imagine that. So people have a compulsion to know more. I mean, we all do. That's why we do shows like this. That's why you're watching right now. You're hoping that I'm able to provide you with information that you didn't already have. People have a compulsion to know more. They're searching for answers. However, many do not know the right questions to ask in order to attain knowledge. They don't know what knowledge they really are after. So in short, many people are, are looking in the wrong places. A lot of that has to do with introspection. A lot of people, uh, we, we've become less introspective. We don't understand our own motivations. We don't take the time to sit and think about, why do I have this want? Why do I have this motivation? Why did I just do that thing? What motivated me to do that or to think that? What motivates me in this direction rather than that direction? We, we don't really have that introspection anymore. And a lot of that is because of social media and just the way of the world today. We're focused more on the materialistic side of the outside world. Now, we are focused on ourselves in a selfish way, in an unhelpful way, by posting pictures of ourselves online to get likes and followers on Instagram. And, uh, you know, and there is a, there's a place for that. I mean, for example, I want more followers on Instagram because I want to teach more people what, you know, what, what little bit I know about the Bible and the world. Uh, but it, it, most people, it, it's, it's more for superficial reasons. It's more for validation of their own worth or beauty or something like that. And most people don't realize they're doing it. And if they don't realize they're doing it, they're certainly not going to realize why they're doing it. What's causing that? Uh, in my opinion, ultimately, I believe that it all boils down to we know we're going to die someday. Uh, and we also have this inner mo motivation towards immortality because we were born to, to be eternal with God. Uh, but we still, we still have that. And the only way that we can really chase that outside of Jesus, outside of the gospel, the only way we can chase that is to leave a mark on the world. That, that's like our immortality replacement. We leave a mark on the world. We want to be remembered. We want to not be forgotten. Uh, and, and that, that, I, I believe ultimately that's where 99% of people's motivations come from. Why they do the things they do. Why, why so many people are after, uh, you know, followers online and why they post pictures of themselves or their food, you know, at diners or wherever they're eating. Th things like that. A lot of it is, is due to that. Um, some of it is in order to acquire resources because we all have that drive as well. So, you know, we, we, we want money because we have this internal drive that we want to take care of ourselves and our family and stuff. Uh, but ultimately, um, the, I think a lot of the motivation is we just all 
just unconsciously, subconsciously, we have this motivation that we know we're going to die. We want to leave behind a legacy so we're not forgotten because that is the closest thing to immortality that this fleshly body can have. And it's a fleshly desire. When you get a hold of the gospel and really get a hold of it, and you really get a hold of a, a more spiritual nature, you start to lose that that fleshly stuff. You start to lose that drive of like needing to be remembered or leave your legacy because you, you know that your legacy is in Jesus Christ and you know that. Uh, this life right here, right now, it's not the end. This is not. Th- this world is fading, and it's going to die. This is not the place you want to leave your legacy. This is not the place you want to be remembered. Um, everything here, eventually, one way or another, is going to be destroyed. Even the most uh, hardened atheist scientist uh, realize that, um, just because of laws of entropy. So I think that's that's what causes a lot of this. Um, now, as I said before, that's the purpose of shows like this and our role as Christians today. We need to properly teach people in all areas. We need to teach them truth, teach them how to think about themselves and, and how to examine their own motivations. Plus, and it, well, and if we're not doing that ourselves, we're not going to be able to teach anybody. So we need to first learn that ourselves, be properly discipled, and then we can properly disciple others. But also we want to teach other people how to learn truth and separate it from lies because lies feel so good, they sound so good, and they make things so much easier on the surface. They seem to make, it's just easier to believe them because, oh, wouldn't it be so much easier if that were true? Wouldn't life be so much more exciting if this were true? Uh, That's basically the calling card of every lie. Uh, so we have to teach people how it's actually simpler to go with the truth. While it might be a little more difficult in the moment, uh, sometimes, ultimately, over a long, longer period of time, especially eternally, if you can get people to think that far ahead. But ultimately, the truth is always easier to deal with. Um, and we need to teach people how to start falling in love with the truth and realize that that really is the path towards freedom. Uh, so we need to learn, we need to teach people how to learn truth and separate it from lies. And we do that extensively at dailyrenegade.com. That, that's why Daily Renegade exists. DailyRenegade.com. And we do certainly hope that you'll go there and become a member. If you get a monthly or yearly membership, you'll have full access to uh, my newest film again, dealing with how Christians should look at the UFO disclosure movement that's been opening up more and more in our government today. And, and it's, 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 it, we're at a unique moment right now where we're just barely ahead of the curve on this. Uh, if we wait too long, th- this is coming. Uh, all this disclosure stuff, it's coming. And, and it's coming fast, like a freight train. We, we do not have much time to get a handle on this. We need to learn everything we can about it right now. Uh, and so that, that's why I've been so focused on this lately. Um, now, that, that film, again, because of censorship, because I don't want it blacklisted and I don't want it um, uh, just censored generally, uh, it can right now it can only be for paying members. We're hoping to change that as soon as we can, but we have to do it smart and we have to do it safe. But um, if you don't care about the film, and I, I hope that you do care about it and you'll go check it out, but if you don't and you just want to try a, a free trial at Daily Renegade just to see if you like what we do, um, there are still some free things for you. Um, so you can get a free trial for seven days. Even if you don't want the trial, 
Uh, we do have a free episode of the Sharpening Report right now with financial expert and Christian Terry Saka uh, right on the front page of DailyRenegade.com, which explains the financial crisis that we're in now and how we as Christians can safely protect our assets with an actual Christian company. This company is amazing. It's basically a ministry effort uh, from them to, for us Christians. Uh, they are doing this as a ministry effort for us, and it's done through precious metals. So you can go there or just go to Cornerstone Assets in the link in the description below and request more information. I personally have some silver myself, and I believe every Christian should absolutely be doing this now instead of trusting satanic organizations and doomed-to-fail currency options with your resources and what you leave behind for your family. Also, Terry Saka hosts a show that has recently been been deleted on YouTube, uh, but he hosts a show on Daily Renegade called uh, Wealth Transfer News. So every week you can get the the latest uh, financial and economy news from a trusted source. YouTube deletes that show. That's that's why we have to air it for members only at dailyrenegade.com. Uh, but it's really important information. We are able to include that free episode, though. Uh, that, so far, um, hasn't been deleted on YouTube, but I believe on the website we have been able to kind of get around the system and offer it for free for you without fear of censorship, I, I believe. Of course, there's always risk. Uh, we, we are, we are risking something by doing that, but we want to at least get you some, some information as much as we can, uh, for free. So for that, there's no excuse. Just go to dailyrenegade.com. You'll see the video right on, uh, the homepage and watch that interview because you, you need to learn that we, we have to protect ourselves. You need to protect yourself, your family and your assets. And Cornerstone is the only Christian company that I personally trust with something so important and vital. So check it out. Again, more information at dailyrenegade.com. So we're talking about alien signals and, and that's kind, that, that's kind of, you know, a background to understand the motivation of what's behind this stuff and why people find it so easy to believe anything they're told, especially when it comes to aliens and, you know, UFOs and stuff. And I'm not even saying I'm a denier of that stuff. So, you know, it might be true. But we need to understand our motivations so we're not clouded by them. Um, so let's talk about the wow signal. Now, any time a signal from space is detected, whether it's completely natural or with an element of uh, anomaly to it, the question of whether we're alone in the universe is raised. Researchers and lay people alike, they're uh, left wondering if something from out there is trying to communicate with us. Is it a direct intentional contact, or are we just picking up an ancient ET television show from millions of light years away? Uh, you know, but the fact is, Earth is listening. We just don't know who, if anyone, is actually speaking. Now, the first major occurrence categorized as possible communication attempt from alien beings came on August 15th, 1977. It was a narrow band radio signal received by Ohio State University's Big Ear Radio Telescope. The signal itself appeared to come from the Sagittarius constellation, and astronomer Jerry R. Amen discovered the anomalous signal a few days later while reviewing the previously recorded data. So the result of the signal was so shocking that he actually circled the reading on the printout and wrote wow on the side, and that's why it's now called the wow signal. Now, strangely enough, the entire signal lasted for the full the uh the entire signal lasted for the full 72-second window during which Big Ear was able to observe it. 
Now, at first, Amon suggested that the signal could have been、uh, could have originated on Earth and reflected off of a piece of space de- debris back to Big Ear.、Uh, he later changed his mind on that after further research showed it to be an unlikely explanation due to a、uh, very specific requirements that were unrealistic to a reflection. Now, also, the、um, 1420 megahertz signal was within what's called the protected spectrum. So, this is a bandwidth reserved for astro-、uh, astronomical purposes. Everything else is forbidden to transmit within this range.、Uh, Amon did, did admit that the poss- there, there was a possibility of the signal originating from the military or someone else on Earth. However,、uh, he maintained that、uh, the most likely explanation for the signal is actually extraterrestrial origin. Now, in 2017, Antonio Paris proposed that the、um, source of the signal could have been the hydrogen cloud surrounding two comets,、uh, 266P Christensen and 335P Gibbs. Because they 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 really have a knack for naming these things. It just rolls off the tongue, and you'll never forget them. They're just really catchy names.、Uh, but anyway, so those two comments, there was a, a, a comets comets. There was a hydrogen cloud. So he claimed that they were roughly in the right position at the time of the signal. But a more detailed analysis later showed that the comets were not in the beam at the correct time.、Uh, also, known comets are not radio bright. As、uh, as as these frequencies, so it's an unlikely explanation. Now, at the 35th anniversary of the Wow signal in 2012, Arecibo Observatory beamed an attempted response towards the signal's origin. The transmission contained around 10,000 Twitter messages collected by the National Geographic channel bearing the hashtag、uh, "Chasing UFOs" in a promotion for one of the channel's television series at the time. Also included was a series of video vignettes、uh, featuring verbal messages from various celebrities, because of course, in an、uh, in an attempt to increase the popularity of the signal being recognized by extraterrestrials as an intentional communication from another life form, Arecibo. Scientists attach a repeating sequence header to each message. They also beamed the trans the transmission at roughly 20 times the wattage of the most powerful commercial radio transmitter. Now, despite several attempts by Amon and others, the signal has not been detected again. So it's still kind of a mystery. Also, in spite of many attempts, including theories of the origins being natural or man-made, no one has been able to adequately explain the signal in a way that's consistent with the data. So to this day, many scientists, researchers, and even ufologists consider the Wow signal to be the strongest candidate for an alien radio transmission、uh, ever detected. So while there's reasons to suspect maybe it was just natural, no one really knows. There, there never has been put forth yet an adequate、uh, solution to, to 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 that mystery. So with that,、uh, we have to say we don't know. But it's important to know that there are things that we don't know, and we don't have to take a solid opinion on it. Because we as Christians sometimes we're tempted to think that we must have an opinion on it. We must decide right now: was that aliens, or was that demons, or was it something else? We need to get away from that. That I'm telling you is rooted in pride. <laughs> If there's something you don't know, it's okay to just not know it. You are a human being. And that's fine.、Uh, we need to get used to saying I don't know. 
Uh, we can't be lazy with it. We need to try to figure it out if we can, but we need to get used to saying, I don't know, and we need to not have an opinion on every single thing that comes to our attention. Uh, we, we need, we need to be okay with that. So with the wow signal, I don't really have an opinion on it. I don't know. It, it could be an alien civilization. It could be some natural phenomenon that we just don't know about yet and we haven't recorded yet. Uh, or it could be something else. Somebody could have faked the signal. You know, I, I don't know. I don't have a solid opinion on it because in, 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 in my understanding, there's not enough evidence to even form a solid opinion on it. So I wanted to lead with that example because that is the most popular one and also it's the most ambiguous one. And sometimes we as Christians just need to get used to the idea that we don't know everything. If we're witnessing to somebody and somebody, you know, if we're at a UFO conference or something and somebody asks about the wow signal, it's okay for us to say, you know, that is a really good question and it is so interesting. I, I, I don't know for sure. All I know is if, if it does turn out that it was aliens, it doesn't conflict with the gospel at all. Uh, but you know, that, I, I don't really know what to do with that story. I'd love to talk about it more though. It's an interesting topic. So there, there are ways that you can use things like that to open doors. Now, what about signals in the stars? Here's another example. As with everything else, we have to be mindful of the interpretation that we're receiving when discoveries are made. So, for example, uh, a story went viral in late 2016 about a scientific paper claiming the discovery of ETI signals, extraterrestrial intelligence signals, from space. They were claiming this. Now, in the headline, other publications remained more on the fence, admitting that it could be ETI, or it could just be that we don't understand everything about stars. Now, because of the limited information concerning that discovery, people were left to interpret the data however they wanted. So, of course, if people have a bias, they're going to go with their bias. If people want to believe in aliens, they're going to believe in aliens. If people want to be skeptical, uh, they're not going to consider aliens as a possibility. So um, that that's kind of what happened. And that happened several times uh, throughout history. Now, what we do know is pretty simple. On October 10th, 2016, astronomers Hermano Bora and Eric Trottier uploaded a, 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 an early draft of a paper titled Discovery of Peculiar Periodic Spectral Modulations in a Small Fraction of Solar-Type Stars. Uh, big title, basically it means strange signals from stars. <laughs> you know, there's these uh, periodic uh, modulation, it, it signals. There's these signals coming from stars that are sort of like our sun. Uh, but they, they uploaded that to, uh, arxiv.org. The paper was, uh, officially published in the November 2016 issue of the scientific journal publications for, or publications of the Astronomical Society of the Pacific. And in the paper, the two astronomers used data from the Sloan Digital Sky Survey, or SDSS, to analyze 2.5 million stars. And of those, they found that 234 stars were producing a strange signal. So in the paper, the possibility of the signal being of extraterrestrial intelligent origin, or ETI origin, uh, based on a previous prediction by Bora, was explored, but... The astronomers also admitted that that was very speculative. 
Now, Bora described the speculative idea in a 2012 paper. He suggests that technology, and he says this, quote, technology now available on Earth could be used to send signals that have the required energy to be detected at a target located 1,000 light years away, end quote. So this means, according to this idea, that extraterrestrials could signal their existence to others by sending light pulses with time separations of 10, 9, 10 to 15 seconds. Um, now, these pulses could be uh, detected in the spectra. Bora and Trottier decided to search a database of spectral signals from uh, 2.5 million stars and, again, found 234 fitting that prediction. Now, after showing that instrumental problems and other usual explanations could not explain the findings, Bora and Trottier suggested these signals could be caused by light pulses generated by extraterrestrial intelligences in order to alert us to their existence. Uh, they found the detected signals had exactly the space of what an ETI signal was predicted to have in the previous paper. Now, while stating that they are in agreement with this prediction, Bora and Trottier also admitted that it's a hypothesis needing confirmation with further work. So in other words, it is strange and it could be extraterrestrial, but the ETI hypothesis cannot be confirmed with that data. Much more work needs to be done. Yet, when the news reported on it, when you get headlines, you get sensationalistic headlines that say it's, you know, these headlines will say it's evidence of extraterrestrials. Uh, and most times people read the headlines and then they immediately get their bias from the headline and then they read the article through that bias. That's what human beings are kind of designed to do. That's what we do. And unless we're aware of that, then it's, it's nearly impossible to mitigate against it. So when you read a headline, just as a human being, just know you, you are, unless you're aware of it, you are getting your bias from the headline automatically, unless you are purposely not doing that. If, if you're just reading, you're going to get the, your, your bias from the headline and you're going to filter the article through that bias. That's why we see increasing, increasingly opinionated and sens sensationalistic headlines uh, year in and year out. It, it's getting worse and worse. But ju just so just know that as a human being, you're kind of pre-programmed to do that. If we're aware of it, then we can learn to not do that. But most people, uh, most people, that's what they do. So that's an example of how uh, something like that that could be ETI uh, could could be, but th based on the data, there's no way to prove it. But look what the headlines do with it. So we need to be aware of that. Now, uh, there was also what's called the Rosetta Comet signal. Now, this one was strange because to many, this has appeared to be an artificial signal coming from within a comet. Now, I actually found a cryptographer, a code breaker, someone who specializes in code breaking and has done so for uh, the military. And, and, and has done, this is what this guy dedicated his, dedicates his life to. He, he's, he's very aware of it. Um, I actually found uh, someone like that to, to look at this signal 
And I'm going to tell you what he had to say in the members only section. So uh, if you haven't had the chance, please get a membership today. Get the rest of this episode, plus much more, including my documentary film, What Comes Next, that looks into where official disclosure of UFOs and aliens is going to take us in the near future, plus how Derek Gilbert and I were able to successfully predict not only the move of the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem, but also the release of information from the Pentagon concerning UFO research back in 2018 when we first got official disclosure. Derek and I predicted that, and we prove it. We prove it in the film. Our book was published before those announcements were made. And in the last chapter of the book, we predicted that. Uh, so you can only get the film by being a monthly or a yearly member at dailyrenegade.com, and you'll also get the rest of this episode. Also, if you care to, uh, my son Nathan, many of you are familiar with the situation. He has leukemia. He is in remission, but he also has a whole host of mental health issues and uh, we're trying to deal with all this, and we're we're at the point that we are asking for help. If you if you care to help Nathan and you want to donate to help, um, PayPal.me slash Josh Peck Disclosure is the best place uh, to do that right now. PayPal.me slash Josh Peck Disclosure. There is a link to that in the uh, description below. Uh, so we we we're we're asking for help because, for example, just one one short story I can share about it. We were told by a doctor there is a medication he needs that's $500 a month and we can't afford that. We're looking into other options. So it seems like it seems like we, we can probably get around that, but those things are going to keep coming up. Um, and it's not only the leukemia now, it's, it's severe mental health issues. And as I said before, Christina and I potentially for legal reasons. So keep us in prayer. Um, but for, for, but, but even just for privacy reasons and, and just trying to, you know, make sure Nathan's life isn't ruined over this, uh, we're keeping some of this just between us right now. And we're just asking you guys to trust us. I mean, I would hope that our years in ministry have afforded us uh, some level of trust in, in those regards. Uh, and just know that when the time is right, we will talk more openly about his mental health issues, but we have to make sure that we're doing it right. And there's a lot of things that we have to consider that we just cannot make public right now. Um, but again, what we can say is he is in remission for the leukemia. Thank God we're trying to keep it that way. So he needs maintenance therapy for a while longer. Um, and there's all sorts of expenses uh, attached with that. Insurance does cover some of it. St. Jude's does cover some of it when we're in Memphis. But when we're not there, uh, they, they, don't, they don't cover it you know, when the families are back at home. So there's that. But then also these mental health issues, which mo a lot of that is not covered. So we, um, and we don't, we don't, there's still a lot we don't know. So again, we don't want to be irresponsible and uh, publicly discuss it too early. There's still a lot we don't know about it, but it, it, it is severe and it's, uh, it, it, it's something that we, we really need prayer for sure. Uh, we desperately need prayer for, for guidance, for God to show us the right thing to do in these situations. Uh, and then we, we can also use some financial help if you're in a position to be able to do that. And if not, that's totally fine. You're not, I'm never going to be the kind of guy that's going to promise extra blessings from God or anything like that. We're not in the business of, uh, uh, you know, the, the seed sowing kind of stuff, making promises for God. Um, I, I would just ask, you know, just, just pray about it. And if God lays it on your heart to help, then, uh, be obedient. And if not, that is totally fine. It, it doesn't reflect your <laughs> Christianity at all. Like it's not, 
I'm I'm not I I'm not gonna discuss it from that area of of you know spirituality and stuff. All I'm saying is it's something we need and could really benefit from. So if you're in a position to help, uh, we would greatly appreciate it. Nathan would greatly appreciate it. Um, there is a link in the description below. Again, paypal.me slash Josh Beck Disclosure. Okay, when we come back. Oh, and if I didn't mention it before, if you're brand new, Nathan is seven years old. So he, he's just a little kid. He's not like, you know, uh, he, he's not an older kid or an adult or anything. Um, okay, so all that being said, we have a lot more to talk about. I want to talk about the Rosetta Comet signal. We're going to do that in the second half of the program. And to get that, head on over to dailyrenegade.com and we will see you there. Members, hang on the line. Everyone else, love you all. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care and God bless.